Welcome to the weekend show where we look back at the highlights of the week that was and get you guys ready for the week to come. Plus, we take your questions about anything you want to ask us. It is Saturday, November 28th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen here in New York City. And coming to you from my bomb set finished basement outside Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi. Here on Money with Friends, every weekday, we share the latest headlines, why they matter, and specific ideas and advice for your financial life. On the weekends, we share highlights, preview the week ahead, and answer your questions. What a week it was, Bobby. Great holiday week. Did you have a great holiday week? I had a great holiday week, very quiet holiday week here at home with my immediate family. Uh, By the way, my stepdaughter, Ashley, took charge cooking. Wow. How about that? Mm -hmm. Cheryl did the cooking here. Usually we had to uh, visit with family, but because we have older relatives, we also had it here. Cheryl was in charge of cooking. I was the professional chopper, which um, apparently I'm skilled at because she let me do a lot of chopping. What things did you chop? Uh, Carrots. I'm good at carrots. Very good at carrots. A zucchini. I'm good at uh, various other vegetables. It was, it was a very good time, Bobby. Speaking of a good time, we had a good time this week. Let's talk about what happened last week. We're going to fill you in on what happens next week. And we have a listener question, I believe, about HSAs. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Tara from Rise Up. We'll supply the coffee. They'll supply the headlines. That's why I listen to Money with Friends. All right. So we started out Monday talking about Taylor Swift, who actually has been in the news. She won just a few awards, I think, on the American Music Awards. She was nominated for some Grammys and she announced now that she's going to be re-recording a lot of her big hits, which is huge. But um, in the news, it talked about this controversy of her not owning her original recordings and how frustrated she was with that situation. Yeah, the Taylor Swift discussion was a really interesting one. I mean, we've been talking about stars a lot lately, and that was a super interesting discussion. But also, didn't we on Monday talk about Dolly Parton? Did we? Oh, I messed up. Yeah, yeah. That's we- classic. I messed up. I wrote it on notes Taylor Swift, but I had the wrong show. Yeah, that's okay. There we go. It's been that kind of week. You know, we also, our live audience here on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter knows that we're recording at a time completely different from what I previewed on our Instagram. (laughs) So that's the kind of week it's been. I guess we know. I love Taylor Swift, but I also love Dolly Parton. I do have with us today my Dolly Parton mug, which says, um, pour yourself a cup of ambition, XO Dolly. So let's talk about our show about Dolly Parton. Yeah, we didn't talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Well, I think, no, no, seriously, to bridge that gap between Taylor Swift and Dolly Parton, I think it's interesting. A lot of people follow superstars and they follow a bunch of stuff that they can't control, but you can also learn some things from these superstars and from problems they have. Adam Carroll and I talking about Taylor Swift, I think was really important, but this last week, Dolly Parton also in the news because, you know, We talk to a lot of people who say, and a lot of money geeks have done a great job with their money. And at some point they go, you know what? I have enough and I'm going to be okay. And then Bobby, the fight becomes about more than you. It becomes about your community, about the people around you, about your planet, about whatever you're, you're worried about. I mean, for me, it's, it's walking trails in Texarkana for you. You're always well back before COVID. Remember when you could host events, you're always hosting charitable events and involved in charitable events. So at some point it becomes 
becomes about your community and Dolly Parton in the news because her foundation gave mm-hmm. uh, some money, which was very helpful. Like a million dollars. A yeah. million a dollars. A lot of money. Uh, very, a million dollars. Very helpful in the COVID fight. So, um, and she got some accolades because of the fact that because of Dolly Parton and her generous giving uh, for her foundation, she was able to help, but you know, everybody here maybe go back to work safely earlier next year than some people thought. Yeah. I do think a lot of celebrities um, do give under the radar that we don't always know about. And Dolly Parton has for years given, um, for example, to support her imagination library, uh, which it's not, that's not under the radar, but it's not something that she does for accolades. She truly believes in it and that's supporting, um, you know, reading for children. So I think there's many celebrities that do do a lot and don't often come out and take um, and use it for publicity, even though that seems to be a stereotype. So we salute Dolly. I love Taylor Swift too, even though that wasn't the show we talked about on Monday. Yeah. So, but on Tuesday and go. Wednesday, <laughs> because you had Amy Goodman on from uh, Kelly and Ryan and other, other places. I mean, you, you switched up to, no, you did not. No, we had Trey Bajon. Oh we're just, God, we're we just did. losing it. This is such a holiday week, Joe. Okay. We messed up the time we were going to record. I had Trey on. <laughs> that I is so Trey great. On. I just listened to those episodes. No, but, but I hope we didn't post the wrong episode. No, I'm saying I just listened to your episodes with Trey Bodge and I. Who's amazing. So we, so normally this week we would have our friend David Bach from Italy, but David is a little bit under the weather. So we wish him well. And Trey stepped in because we had, of course, Black Friday coming up. So I wanted to have on another shopping expert besides Amy and Trey is one of our alums here. So my friend Trey Bodge stepped in and we talked, first of all, throughout the shows that she did on Tuesday and Wednesday, she gave so many amazing holiday shopping tips for Black Friday and for ongoing through the holidays. So definitely go back and listen to those. But on Tuesday, we talked about parents spending money on their kids because of COVID guilt, which I can totally see. And then also people just spending money in general because they're just feeling pent up. And then on Wednesday, we talked about the fact that we get this overwhelm with so many choices here in the United States that a lot of retailers are now saying, or even manufacturers are saying, we don't need, for example, in the case of coach, a thousand handbag styles. We're good at 500 handbag styles. And there were studies that showed, you know, for example, if you have, I think they had a jam, like, you know, peanut butter jelly. So jam, they had 24 options or six options. And they actually sold more if they only had six options to offer people. So, you know, I don't know if that's a bad thing for consumers to have a little less choice as much as we think we want more choice. The truth is we get decision paralysis when we have too many choices. So I learned that those were Tuesday and Wednesday's shows. I thought that was important because I even learned that in my uh, teaching uh, courses that I took in college. And when I went back to college, when I thought I was going to become a teacher, was that giving people too many choices creates this freeze where people tend to do nothing. Behaviorally, you do you do absolutely nothing. So, And even in classes when I was a new financial advisor, Bobby, I learned, and I, by the way, I didn't think this was right, so I violated it. And I'll tell you, even in my own practice, early on, I thought that if I told my client everything that I knew about a topic to help them get smarter, it was great couldn't do it. Nobody did anything when I did that. When I limited it to the top two or three and just told them, you know what, here's the deal. I thought about these three. I like this one. Here's why I kind of like this one. Here's why, but this is the one I really like. So I'd go with that one, but these are your other two. If I limited it to two or three, it was great. When I told people all nine, it was a train wreck. So I was right there with you and Trey. 
Yeah, because they feel like they have choices, but yet they also feel like there's a clear decision path. Yeah. So that's why sometimes people like to shop in a small boutique. Too much. You go to a department store. It's just I find it overwhelmed. I can't make a decision. Too. I mean, how many white blouse choices do you need, really? Right. But it it's also good to think about in your personal life when you feel like you've got overwhelm. You know, I took that idea and broadened it and said, just there's been so many times where I feel overwhelmed. It's always best to take it and say, okay, what are my top two things I can do here? Just choose between these two. Mm -hmm. Forget about the 19. You're not going to make the perfect decision every time. Making a decision is better than doing nothing, hoping for the perfect decision, right? Totally agree. Yeah. After that, on Thursday, we had our Thanksgiving episode where we talked about what we're thankful for and also talked about what our friends that hang out with us here are thankful for. That was an interesting episode. Also, uh, we talked a little bit about HSA. So if you don't know much about HSAs, we had a great listener question about those. On Friday, Bola Sucumbi joined me from Clever Girl Finance, and we talked about unless things change and we should never, ever look at the government and make our plan based on what the government might or might not do. But unless things change, a hell of a lot of stimulus is going away in a lot of different areas of our life. So if you're somebody who hasn't paid your rent in a while and that because and there's an eviction moratorium or you're somebody that has had your student loans that you've been making those payments, you have uh, maybe some help from creditors because of that. A lot of the government programs going away. We go over a lot of those and Bola is very, very um, tuned into all those things. So in a 15 minute period, Bobby, we go over, I think, seven different uh, programs that uh, that you need to be mindful of that might be going bye bye and adjust your financial plan. So an important episode on yeah. Friday. By the way, Bola has a new book, so everyone should check that out, too. Absolutely. Where she talks all about investing. And so if you're somebody new to the investing world, uh, that's a big book. Hey, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to talk about next week and answer a question about what's going on in the world. But, and it's funny, I just realized I said in the, that we were going to do the HSA question on Thursday. We're not doing that Thursday. We're doing it right now. So I'm a little, yes. little mixed up. Let's talk <laughs> about- We sense an ongoing theme. This is a perfect holiday weekend show because it shows we really needed this vacation days. We, we totally did. We, we, we're, we're recording this late. We're mixing up all the shows. It's yeah. Bobby, Let's keep going. Bobby knows that on Tuesday, I almost had a meltdown because I didn't want to be working. Well, I don't think almost is a word. I think I had a meltdown, uh, but let's, okay. let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, about what are we doing next? It was, it was okay for me. I was wondering about you, maybe not, not, not so much. Uh, on uh, Monday, let's talk about what's going on in the world of personal finance because the world gets back to work and the data starts flowing again. Monday, we get Bobby, the core personal consumption expenditure price index. Sounds sexy, doesn't that? But here's why this oh, is, yeah. a, it's super important because it shows the changes in good prices, excluding food and energy. And the reason that's important, the Fed really leans in on this number. They've shown in the past that they lean on this number. So the rest of the stat geek world, they give it a little more attention and that kicks off the week. Earnings wise, pretty slow week across the board, but Zoom video communication is going to show earnings. Do you remember, by the way, uh, when Zoom first went public and they were the hot thing and a bunch of people bought the wrong stock? Remember that one? They were buying. No, I don't. Zoom. Zoom's ticker is ZM, ZM. And, and a bunch yeah. of people went out and bought a little tiny Chinese company that was Z O O M. That's pretty much out of business, and the stock went through the roof for no reason because uh, people just not doing any homework. Just oh, Z O O M. That's what I want to buy. Nope, Zoom is ZM. 
So bad. On Tuesday, so bad. we're going to kick off December with something called the Red Book, uh, which is not just a magazine. I always thought Red Book was a magazine, but it, the Red Book, when it comes to stats, we're going to see year over year and month over month store sales. So the big question that we've all been asking, Bobby, is how has COVID affected the holiday season? We're going to see lots of press on that, I believe, on Tuesday and Wednesday, depending on how that looks. By the way, Salesforce on Tuesday, one of the few companies declaring earnings. On Wednesday, we turn to the Federal Reserve beige book. wonder if that's because of the color of the book. We got the red book and then the beige book. Uh, that is a Fed report that talks about trends and challenges across the USA. Obviously, then I would imagine later in the week, you and I are going to see a bunch of, uh, of journalists doing stories about those same trends. Thursday, a company called Challenger. Uh, what is it? Challenger something Christmas? Challenger... Challenger Christmas, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the staffing company, they talk about yeah. job cuts numbers. Uh, hopefully that's going to improve biggest day of the week, by the way, for corporate earnings of the 44 companies reporting, we've got build a bear. You go to build a bear a lot, Bobby. So build a bear is a mystery to me. Thankfully, um, my son, Harry never got into that stuff, but I know that my stepdaughter, when she was younger, before I knew her, it was a thing. I, I, that just, that's just mean to parents at a certain point because you go to the mall and every time, and it's not, people think the problem is the, whatever dollars, the actual bear cost. No, that is not the problem. Speaking as a parent and everyone can understand this, they add up. And so you've got too many of these stuffies, whatever yeah. you want to call them, special yeah. friends, too many stuffed animals on the children's beds. And you just, you're just accumulating too much stuff. So I don't want to say anything negative about a company. I'm just going to leave it there. It's, there's a lot, it's just, it's, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, build a bear. I really like the way they, <laughs> I'm really holding back. Well, let me tell you this. I like that as, as a consumer, as a parent, what mm -hmm. I liked about build a bear, which has been around obviously for a long time. And my kids are 25 now, but when they were young, we, we would sometimes go to build a bear. Um, and, and I like the way the stores are set up. I like the experience that the kids get. I thought that that was, that was really fun for kids. I'll tell you this. We never took them. Other people took them like grandma oh, would take them. Okay. And, and, but we would, Bobby, we'd encourage but you still get the, they accumulate too much. Then maybe you can get them to give them away. That never worked for us. Well, that's what I was what was about to say was that uh, the, the issue for us is my kids never played with them. They never, they would bring them home and chuck them in the corner and, uh, and, and then it was just wasteful. So we actually right. tried to encourage grandma not to take them to build a bear, even though it was fun right. and it was really cool. We, uh, yeah, did, did not. So build a bear. That's, that's what I'm saying. You just have a bed full of stuffed animals and it's just overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. On, uh, what else we got on Thursday? Build a bear, Kroger. Uh, uh, I find myself at Kroger a fair amount, Smith and Wesson and Land's End, a few of the 44 companies reporting Friday. We're going to end the week with car and truck sales, hourly earnings numbers, manufacturing and non-farm payroll and productivity. So a potpourri next Friday of numbers, as well as the October trade balance. Really uh, on the earnings front, only seven companies re reporting big lots is the big one, but really quiet week, uh, all in all, maybe a lot of economic data, but we're, you know, now that we're getting out of earnings season where a lot of companies report, um, not going to have as much going on there. I am interested in Kroger though. 
I mean, I think there's yeah. a lot of stories in what Kroger says. And I know that the idea of grocery shopping, like super important to do a lot of people, uh, switching to having other people shop for them. Um, I'm just interested to see not, not just about the number, but the, the grocery trend, uh, happening. I, I don't know. Well, especially with so many more people eating so many more meals at home. I think that's interesting to watch. And I also, um, one of <laughs> this sounds so nerdy, but when I was reporting at Reuters, um, one of my favorite numbers and even at other places, one of my favorite, um, economic indicators was really the beige book because it's not just stats. There's actual, um, research and there's commentary and context, regional context for what's going on in the country. And it does give an interesting picture of what's going on in the U S economy. Um, and it has a depth to it that a lot of other reports don't have. So I, my favorite indicator of the week will be the beige book to totally nerd out on everybody. Yes. (laughs) Nerd. Which is. What's your favorite economic indicator next week? (laughs) The beige book. How come nobody asks us that question? Much cooler than red book. The red book's just like a retail thing, you know? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Let's, let's uh, transition to the final piece of today's show. Uh, If you have a question for us, by the way, send those in whatever question that you might have a financial question. Otherwise uh, uh, it is uh, what team at money for with friends podcast team at money with friends podcast.com. I'm sorry. Team at money with friends podcast.com is our email. And you can also just DM us on Instagram or just look for these stickers. When we put a question sticker up on Instagram, we'll do that from time to time. And yes. we are probably going to start doing some ask us anythings also. So you can just look for those as well. Make sure you're subscribed um, and uh, following us on Instagram at money friends pod. It's a lot of subscribing is actually for YouTube. It's a lot of fun over there. Last week I did a story that uh, we didn't have time to get to. Uh, It was a last minute thing. We pre-recorded some stuff. I mean, it wasn't hot news, but it sure was a kid at Sherwin Williams got fired because he made TikTok videos, which touted the company and why you fire somebody when they're helping you. 1.2 million people watch those videos, but we, we covered that. And I'm going to try to cover more of those as well on our Instagram. Uh, Bobby, what's our question this week? So our question comes to us from on Instagram, live, laugh, love, which I believe is Jackie. Um, Her question is open enrollment began for me today. I'm considering an HSA and the high deductible medical. Our family deductible is $4,000. Do we put 100% out of pocket costs? Then after we meet the deductible, do we pay, sorry, 100% out of pocket costs? Then after we meet the deductible, our coinsurance kicks in. So the short answer is yeah. After you pay the deductible, your coinsurance will kick in. And we can talk a little bit about the HSA and how that works. One of the great things about an HSA is it's going to allow you to um, save that money tax-free. The other thing that's really good that people don't necessarily realize at first, but it's become something we're talking about more, is that when you do pay the co-pays and your deductible, that does not have to come out of the HSA account. So you can accumulate more of the tax-free money, let that grow for your retirement, effectively make it a retirement account, and then be paying your out-of-pocket and your co-insurance out of just your regular cash flow and therefore build up that account more aggressively. Yeah, it's funny. We uh, t- uh, I spoke recently to Belinda Rosenblum, who runs for Stacking Benjamins or Making Money Easy course, Bobby. And, and she said one of the things to watch out for is you have to keep the receipts 
you want to make sure you keep the receipts. If you pay it out of pocket, keep the receipts. And over time, the HSA money, Jackie, can be invested. And so over time, you can let the interest that this money earns actually pay your bill later and take it, have that paid for tax-free. So uh, obviously, then the money that you invest uh, pays lots and lots of dividends that way. But you know, Belinda works with a lot of people on setting up their budget on a one-on-one basis. And she cautions people that if you don't have a good filing system, use the HSA right now, just use it right away. Because if you're digging around in some drawer for receipts 15 years ago, forget it, you know, you're not going to find them. And then you wasted this opportunity. So HSA used well is to go ahead and do it now, take the tax-free nature of the HSA. But if you're somebody that can organize a really good filing system, then definitely let the interest, Bobby, pay for it later. Yeah, HSAs are very, very popular. We have Danny here in our YouTube audience. He says he is starting his third year in an HSA plan in January. Man, I wish I'd been in one for 10 years. Yes, I don't even know if they were around 10 years ago, though, to be fair, Danny. But they do. Time is definitely on your side when it comes to HSAs because of what Joe was just talking about. And yes, I agree with you, Danny. There should be more stress on maxing out the employee contribution to the HSA. And what's great about it also is that even though now, well, I shouldn't say, if you are under 65, when you take money out, it has to be, if you want all the tax benefits, it has to be used for medical expenses. When you reach the age of 65, there's no more penalty for withdrawing the HSA funds to use them for non-medical expenses. You might owe income tax on the withdrawals. If you use them for medical you're, it's like triple tax free. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely something to think about. It's always, you're always going to be better off if you use them for medical expenses. And sadly, a lot of us will have them after age 65, but you can get to that money. It's not like it's not your money. It's still your money. So it's just win, win, win all the way. Jenny, Jenny hanging out with us says she loves her HSA too, plus her company puts money in it. And that, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. You know, companies going to the HSA because those types of high deductible programs are less expensive for them to administer than your traditional plans. And because of that, a lot of companies then want you to go go in there and they give you incentives. So even though you see this high deductible plan and people go, well, I have some medical costs and I don't want to have to pay more out of pocket. A lot of uh, health people telling me, Bobby, that you need to reevaluate that. If your company's putting money in the HSA for you as well, that's great. You know, and I also want to get back to Danny's comment that there should be more stress on employees matching out their contributions to the HSA. I'll tell you, so when, you, when you're contributing to things uh, through your workplace plan, at the most, you may have three different options. You've got the pre-tax 401k or a pre-tax plan where money goes in pre-tax. And when you take it out, you pay tax on the gains. And there's also limitations as to when you can take that out. Or you have maybe the Roth 401k where you don't get any tax benefit today, but when you take it out, once again, there's limitations to this, but when you take it out, you're going to take it out tax-free. The HSA, Bobby, to your point, both ends possibly. You can put it in without mm-hmm. paying tax. You can take it out without paying tax if it's for a medical expense and you keep your records. So though, and if you don't, and it's, it's after retirement, as you mentioned, it still is very much like the pre-tax 401k. 
So maxing out the HSA, I think, comes before maxing out your 401k. I do think if you get a match on your 401k, you want to go up to the match there. And to Jenny's point earlier, go up to whatever they match on the HSA. Then I would, if I'm looking at what to do next, then uh, put more money in the HSA to the cap because that's as good or better as the 401k and then finish out your 401k. And I, and I see people do that the opposite way all the time. And I think it's that they don't understand the HSA. So they max out the 401k first and leave some money on the table with that HSA. I think a lot of people still mix up the HSA with the FSA, which is the flexible spending account, which is completely different thing. That's that's use it or lose it. And that's just to pay um, your medical expenses for the year to cover that kind of stuff. Great timing, but it's use it or lose it. So a great timing to talk about the FSA, too, because we've got a month to go. And if you've got money in an FSA, make sure you know how yours work. Some are changing where that there are is some money that now you can you Mm -hmm. can go ahead and roll over to the new year. But for most plans got to be gone by the end of this year. And as you know, Bobby, there are some expenses this year now, which are uh, COVID related expenses. And some are just uh, FSAs have been expanded. What you can take out of that as an example for women, Mm -hmm. a lot of feminine products now uh, covered with uh, FSA money. Good to know. Oh, I wanted to tell people one more fun fact about the HSAs. You can use the account to pay for medical expenses of a spouse or other family members, even if they aren't covered buy your high deductible healthcare plan. So that's an interesting thing that people don't know that it's, you know, your whole family can benefit from it. Annette asking a question, your high deductible plan is cheaper for the employer. I think it depends on the employer and who they go through, but just generally, absolutely. They're on the hook for a lot less than that. I mean, they, um, uh, if, if, if you look at the cost of, let's say a, uh, a, a PPO versus a, a high deductible plan, a PPO might start paying. They might have to, the insurance company might have to start paying immediately. So a lot of people in that industry tell me that they, that, that when it comes to the employer portion of what the employer pays for the plan, the high deductible plan, they're trying to convince the employer to push that plan more. So they pass on that savings to the employer. Like I said, might not be universally true, but uh, just generally when it comes to that industry, the high deductible plans cheaper for a lot of employers. I think that's going to do it. I think it's going to do it for today, Bobby. What a roundup. Hey, we made it through. We might've talked about Taylor Swift. We may not have, we might have, (laughs) we might've said we're going to answer that HSA thing on Thursday. (laughs) But we corrected ourselves. We got it done. It's good. Uh, what's wh- How can people help us make these shows? They should join us on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search for Money with Friends, make sure you're subscribed, turn on your notifications, and you will be able to be part of the show and maybe get a shout out, be part of our audience. And don't forget, by the way, follow us on Instagram at Money Friends Pod. That's our handle on Twitter as well. And you can leave your questions for the show in the DMs. Big thanks to Jenny, uh, Danny, Annette, uh, Kyle, uh, Aaron, uh, Carrie, and more for their questions today and for helping us make today's show. So please come hang out with us. We'll see you back here on Monday. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you next week back here at Money with Friends. 
This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following, we promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam. Nailed it. Done.